You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the couch potatoes <laughs> i'm alex this is morrison no cap no cap because that's not even a weird like kid thing either we literally have no cap to none here <laughs> no <laughs> whatever the fuck no cap means nowadays i don't know <laughs> it, it took a minute for me to realize it but no it means like no lie but at the same time what what does cap have to do with lie i guess kids don't take their hats off when they lie i don't know Anyway, we're not here to discuss this. Back cur- in my day. Well, I was going to say, we're not here to discuss the current trends. We're here to talk about the 1980s and Hawkins and Stranger Things Part 3. Real stories from the 1900s. <laughs> part 3 of this fucking rundown of this season. For oh. part four, of season 4, rather. Fuck yeah. This is gonna be like this is gonna be a non-parter if we had to. <laughs> we could have just done an yeah. I was gonna say we could have just done an episode per episode. God damn, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. So I guess without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on in. Chapter eight, Papa. Uh, at this point, when we last left Nancy, she was being sucked in by Vecna, and I'm sitting here going no, <laughs> and I had to sit all like for what maybe three weeks yeah. between part one and part two and the entire time I'm just like god damn it quit feeling bad about Barb no. <laughs> you wouldn't have been in this situation I was like I was genuinely thinking like this would be like one big giant mistake from Vecna uh-huh. and, and him, her just being like he pulls the wrong one out of the He's group like, oh shit and was like she, and she's like like she has the guilt for Barb but then she remembers oh wait pow and just shoots him in the stomach like ah oh, you bitch <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. What the fuck was that? Well, that eventually comes around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that comes around. <laughs> but uh, but a lot of this episode is a lot of exposition because um, Vecna showing Nancy the future um, visions of what Hawkins is, basically just torn apart by Riffs uh, after releasing her. Yeah, so uh, he makes her like a messenger. Yeah. Uh, similar to what Will was for the first two seasons, where Will would get mm-hmm. all those visions and start kind of drawing them out and all yeah. that shit. So that definitely seems to kind of play in, and it is so crazy. It is so crazy rewatching all this past seasons and stuff. Like it, they play into so many parts of the previous seasons, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's made this season so great. Is for it's almost like the Marvel thing. Yeah, if you've been really watching and paying attention, and like let's doing these, you know, retrospectives. They pay so much of that off, even down to Billy in season three, taunting Eleven, going, this is all for you. Mm-hmm. You know, we've built this for you. Boom. They call it back even in this episode, you know, during those visions and shit with Nancy. And uh, the group determines Vecna needs four gates uh, to enact his plan because they and I'm surprised that like none of the geek uh, podcasts, videos, none of them were able to piece together Four victims, mm. four chimes on the clock, and it's always four o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's... Like, there were so many four and season four. Well, like, it's it, like it, there's so many fours. And, like, hindsight, you know, you notice it kind of like, uh, 
kind of like when you notice the act when you finally see the reveal in act three mm-hmm. and you're like what happened in act one and two like it's 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 it's, 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 it's a great reveal right it's a great way that gives actually rewatchability yeah because now people are like because that's, that's something all tv and movies is is like we want to create something that's in, in this aspect a mystery that go back and watch it because now it, it provides the syndication now it provides other people with content to do other stories and that's just nothing but free advertising at the end of the day oh yeah so people who are like we know people who don't really watch stranger things but now they're going into it like oh wow i heard like this this and this i've seen clips of this this and this well how did it get there now now i want to watch it yeah and, and no and, and it even kind of sparked it back up uh with rachel it's just like she once we started up season four now she started getting certain things and she was mm-hmm. like oh that's that and i was like yeah and it's cool because when you rewatch those early episodes with vecna they do such a good job hiding the face. They do the slow build and the mm-hmm. slow reveal up to this point. You don't really see his face much. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you're really seeing his face. So they really allow that impact of that act three reveal being like, oh, shit. Yeah, we've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of movies, especially uh, in the Marvel and Star Wars series where they kind of don't do that. No, there's no there's no slow build to the mm-hmm. big bad anymore. And it's kind of it's kind of sucks. Uh, you know they they have great bad guys they have great villains they have great antagonists but like it's good to have that slow burn sometimes and you know how bad it is mm-hmm. and you know if you had told me hey there's a character who's in the upside down who's going after the kids one more time and he's a deformed man i would have been like yeah it's probably the doctor yeah like like you just going into it Blind, you know, it's probably the doctor. It's probably Barb. It's probably Billy Hargrave still alive. Mm-hmm. It's a very plethora of possible villains. Oh yeah, and because see, in the, the back reveal- of my mind, I was really thinking it was going to be Billy. Yeah, and the reveal at the end, everybody thought it was going to be Billy. Even the guys on Mister Sunday Movies they, <laughs> with their weird predictions. <laughs> uh, I give, I love those guys, but damn it, oh, dude, yeah. you guys are just like Oswald conspiracies. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was aliens. It's always aliens. <laughs> I somehow always find uh, the YouTubers that go like the furthest off the deep end with their shit. I just love like, the defeat in their voices when they talk about the review. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, so this happened, this happened. <laughs> yeah. What didn't happen? Tell, <laughs> tell me what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> but no, I didn't. But I, I was in that same camp. I actually didn't watch their videos, you know, in mm-hmm. the lead up. But no, I really did think that Billy was going to have some sort of bigger role in that reveal. But he, he really didn't. At the end of the episode, we'll talk about our predictions for season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can be completely wrong. Yeah. With like the first trailer, the first trailer is going to come. Well, out. I will say this spoiler alert: whatever I say is going to be fucking terrible, and I hope I'm not right. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's gonna make a lot of people cry. Oh God! <laughs> and then you're just gonna be like, ha, 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 ha. put it on YouTube. Put it on YouTube. I want to see your reaction. <laughs> uh, so at that point, uh, knowing that they need four gates to enact his plan, Max offers to lure Vigna into possessing her so the others can attack him while he's being distracted. Because at this point, Max has already been to the Upside Down. She's been in the Mindscape. So she's sitting here going, "Okay, if I can distract him long enough, maybe you can reach him and kill him." in real life because they find out that he's posted up at the Creel house in the, uh, the attic. So they try to find a way to 
basically just go fucking get him. Uh, let's see. Eleven now using her powers uh, learns learns of this plan and gets Owen to arrange a transit back to Hawkins. Basically, Eleven's just yeah, had so she's, fucking she's, enough. She's basically ghosting in and out of the group yeah. like she did in like seasons one and two. Yeah. Uh, and seeing what everybody's talking about. So it was a great like relay for her to keep her in touch with the game plan. But in in this act, you know, Brenner finds out. Yeah, Brenner. Brenner being the dick that he is. Um, I kind of wish there would have been a showdown between him and the Colonel instead of Owens and the Colonel. Mm -hmm. Because now we have the ambiguity of, all right, so the soldiers break in. All right. And while this is happening, Brenner's like, no, you're going to stay, bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And I'm just like, you are choosing one hand over the other and one's about to get cut the fuck off like, <laughs> like you really need to big picture this shit you psycho doctor and kind of a interesting parallel with like I, a few channels have mentioned it. i'm not the first one to say it but they're very right it's very it's a lot of parallels to empire strikes back mm-hmm. luke trying to leave dagobah no. and yoda being like you're not full you're not fully trained you're not ready and that was that was brenner's whole yeah, sidestep to it all. He's yeah. just like you're not ready. Meanwhile, you know, your you're... friends are getting their asses kicked across the board. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, but if you go now, mm-hmm. not only are you going to lose, they're going to die, and there's going to be bad. You're going to solve nothing by leaving now. Yeah. And she's like, no, fuck you, and force chokes him. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and what's crazy is like during this time, um, we actually do get a cut back in this episode of. Like where where we're standing now is we have a group in Russia. Yep. We have a group in California. Mm-hmm. We have a group in Hawkins, mm-hmm. and then we have the group itself in with Eleven. Yep. But the problem is Eleven's by herself in Nevada somewhere, um, and this is the farthest apart they are throughout the series, and there's almost no communication between the Hawkins crew, the California crew, but Eleven can't really can't even relay she could see so she's going in blind mm-hmm. like we see a lot of times meanwhile the whole russia thing was just like what the f- fuck because <laughs> like there were so many options they could have gone down yeah with the russia thing and going back to like the first episode of the season was had it hopper end up in russia oh was a portal no he just got caught yeah <laughs> so like that would have been cool if there was some type of portal from one end to the other mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like speed rig this shit back to oh, where yeah. it needs to go. <laughs> um, but with her doing the whole like the the one-on-one with her and Brenner yeah. going into it, you need to finish your training and it's just like, motherfucker, I'm going to snap you in half. <laughs> and he puts that fucking collar on her. Yeah. Which I thought was just out of the fucking blue. I was like, damn, you still got that fucking thing? <laughs> well, of course he would. But I'm just like, damn. Because we saw that collar earlier in the season yeah. uh, used on, what, one? Not one, two. Two. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. Two, the pussy. <laughs> the bully. But nah, it's... It, and it made me kind of hate hate some characters a little bit more when we started the new thing because I didn't feel like they were doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Will's older brother... Jonathan. Yeah, they, they underplay him a lot. I don't like that. Well, so to kind of peel the curtain back on that, that seems kind of intentional. Mm-hmm. Because... What's been going on with him. Yeah, so that that seems like they intentionally kind of made him a sub-character. And I didn't want him to, like... This motherfucker already looks like Ed Furlong. 
from Terminator Raider 2. He does. But I don't want him to go down the path of Ed Furlong <laughs> <laughs> in real life because that's what he's doing. He's he's becoming Ed Furlong 2 Topiano. <laughs> Heroin Boogaloo. <laughs> Heroin Boogaloo. But like, and, and I think that was probably done in post. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was the whole him and Nancy thing. Yeah. They're like, let's just go ahead and split these motherfuckers up because we're... Well, but that's still left a little ambiguous. Though. It is, but now I'm just like in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's gonna get fucking his head smacked in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other thing too um, that is really interesting to note too is that we also at the very beginning of this episode get the flashback to um, the massacre at Hawkins' lab, mm-hmm. and it's recontextualized a little bit mm-hmm. because you, now it's in Brenner's perspective. Uh huh. Because you see Brenner come back out again, and he goes. What did you do? And then he repeats it. He goes, what have you done mm-hmm. to one? Yeah. He's upset that she banished one. Not that everyone else had died. He didn't even think she caused the massacre. No, and we see like they're not- He was upset that she did something to one who he still saw as his greatest accomplishment. Well, it was because he still had control over him. Now, mm-hmm. he inhibited his powers, but... It was the control group. You know what I'm saying? And like even in the flashback that we get with Nancy from Vecna and then with Ale and all them, it's just mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he, he grabbed that motherfucker first. Yeah. As a child and tattooed that motherfucker. And like and if you think about it like timeline wise, how much older he is than from eleven. Mm-hmm. Like this had to happen in like the early sixties. Yeah at, yeah, at the latest, because that's when he's a boy in the early '60s. Yeah, so going into that, this kid was raised in an institution the whole fucking time, probably since he was probably five or six. And that's why he's so fucking weird. And that's why he's so fucking powerful. And like that's what it took someone like Eleven to just pop that motherfucker <laughs> straight to hell. Yeah, um, to hell with you. But I like that. Like, like going back to that scene, like him transitioning into the upside down. What is now the upside down? You see that the demigorgons, the flower face motherfuckers. No, they existed. Yeah, he just tamed them. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, in the bigger reveal is the black cloud, mm-hmm. which is comes up later on. But he was able to either control it or it control him. Yeah. Use use him as kind of like symbiotic a symbiotic relationship yeah. almost. He, he comes off as kind of like an arbiter, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a messenger of sorts. And because I see that they were trying to play him up as a revenant. Yeah. But the arbiter kind of makes more sense that the mind flayer actually exists in this story. He's not the mind flayer, but it's a coexisting. He's been sending all these. It's almost like the Wanda thing. It's like Wanda was sending all these monsters for America Chavez. Mm. Well, one's been doing the same thing. And they've known this for a minute because, like I said, you know, one through Billy was even saying, you know, come on, Eleven, we've built all this for you. You know, this is all for you. And that's like like, kind of like an omen. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's all for you, Billy. (laughs) It's all for you. And then just hangs himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so knowing that, uh, knowing the context of Brenner just being upset with um, Eleven because he banished one, she banished one to hell, essentially, uh, when she finds out that Brenner has been essentially using her for years to try and recover Henry from the Upside Down, that's when things go sour. And one of my favorite moments happens immediately after that, which is when uh, Sullivan and his forces arrive at the site to kill all the staff. Brenner flees with Eleven, uh, but is shot himself. 
And Eleven winds up just staring him down, and he's just like, I want you to forgive me. I want you to forgive everything, you know, just yeah. no, understand where I'm coming from. And she just kind of looks at him, releases his hand, just gets the fuck up and walks away. And I'm just like, thank God. Yeah, because it's 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 unforgivable what he does. Oh, yeah. Even, you know, she sees him as a father figure, but what she has Hopper, mm-hmm. who treats her like a child. It's like one person may have been Papa, but yeah. one is Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of, in the description of what we're reading from, they kind of skip over the part where uh, after uh, at some point uh, between uh, them driving from Salt Lake City through Nevada, they're reading a map, mm-hmm. and they're like, Will, Will and uh, Mikey, Mike, are just like, you need to fucking stop. We're, we're here. Like, they're literally here. And there's nothing. And what? who does it? Our guy's like, I'm just going to go over and take a piss. Mm-hmm. And then he finds it. And I'm just like, how? How the fuck are you that lucky? I'm, I'm going to start to sound like Mikey when he talks about the rat in the van. Yeah. But like, <laughs> how the fuck? <laughs> but like, I see, I see the like, at no point. Do they hear a chopper? No. In, in the in the randomness of silent desert, do they no, hear? Or, no, because because you've just got the California crew hunting for eleven. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, it's over there." Yeah. <laughs> At no point do they hear a fucking chopper and like two deuce and a halfs coming in full of troops. No. Yeah. No, but they, they show up just in time for the big gunfight and battle and everything. And like, else. just talk about how like brutal that is. Oh yeah. Like they they show the fuck up and like execute every fucking like security guard uh-huh. there owens is the last one left because owens got put in a fucking cage um, and that and his ending is pretty ambiguous we don't really know what's happened to he's owens. gonna be in the hot box mm, yeah remember the hot box i remember the hot box yep you forget your spoon not the box <laughs> but um get in the hole in the hole but like yeah, going into that scene of the guy on the helicopter shooting at him and i'm like the callousness of it i'm like yeah okay i can see it because like this goes back to a reference to like E.T., another 80s yep. movie, is you can't trust the government. Nope. The government is untrustworthy. They want to kill the alien or special thing that you have. And they'll kill kids to do it. They don't give a fuck. And I know it's completely out of uh, time frame, but the first thing that reminded me of was those post-9-11 chopper attack videos. Like the army videos that you'd show. would be like, oh, there's one down there. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the first thing I thought of. I was just like, ooh. But I love that scene though, where all of a sudden they're like, Where's the girl? Where's where's you know, where's the target? And all of a sudden they zoom in on her and she's got her fucking hand up and it's just like Too late. Yep. And then it's just like it's fucking Star Wars shit. The fucking propellers start acting all weird. They start she, in a circle. And, and she drops everything too. Like they said there's the helicopter, both the trucks are gone. And it's like there's probably two Two or three uh, stack teams. Yeah. So about 15 guys still in that fucking tunnel who are like, we have no way out of here. Our air support's gone. All because of a child. Yeah. We fought guys with actual guns. <laughs> and this bitch destroyed the helo above us. Like, in the mindset of that, I'm just like, I'm going to tell the colonel, man. I'm like, I need more intel on how to fight this bitch because you are, you are fake ass fuck can you imagine if she was still in that tunnel oh god it'd be like a scene from Rogue One with Darth Vader <laughs> just her just like snapping fucking necks and shit but it's like I love the Star Wars reference but at the same time it also gave me like with the way they did the camera angles okay mm-hmm. so the action was very Star Wars the mm-hmm. what she was doing 
but the way they shot the scenes and cut and edit them felt straight out of it like an 80s action movie yeah. like the way they would like do the zoom in on the uh, pilot's hands you know mm. doing stuff and then like his face and like the way they were acting it out it was just very much it reminded me of that kind of shit so that was also really fun but yeah so at that point so she basically wrecks house they speed the fuck off <laughs> yeah. that's like that's that's the whole like papa storyline pretty much now it's yeah now it's because over. he because basically they just leave them in a fucking crucifix pose yeah <laughs> in the dirt and they're just like, like spinning the, out the whole van pulling up the whole van pulling up and them like holy shit I remember watching that with you. I'm just like, get the fuck in the van and leave. Mm-hmm. Why are you not? Why are you not revving that fucking engine, man? You need, <laughs> you need to be doing a burnout in the goddamn desert. Let's go, <laughs> dude. The fuck? There's like 15 other guys down there. They still go. got bullets. <laughs> go for every bullet. It's going in your brain, <laughs> and they're going to bury you in the desert, like you got, like you did that agent. Remember yeah. that? Remember that Argyle? That, that that PTSD moment where you where you buried a man who died in your van. Man, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't like. Covering a girl about a roller skate either. You know? No. <laughs> hey, Angela. Whack. <laughs> but yeah, so they do really good with this episode because we really only visit each group once. Yeah. Because at this point, they kind of wrap up the 11 side plot. Now we jump all the way back over to Russia, uh, where Hopper, Joyce, Mir- Murray, Yuri, and Anton. Whew, that is a fucking lineup of names. Well, so, so we got we Hopper, got- Joyce, Murray, Yuri, and Anton. So they, they realize that um, Yuri's trying to fuck him over. Yeah. Again. So he's got this chopper. He's working on built, getting it back up. But hopper realizes fuck we need to go back Mm -hmm. and i do like this plan was yuri and antov antov if he fucks up again shoot him (laughs) take a toe just a toe just a toe and then a thumb (laughs) that's how that conversation really happened in my mind because hopper's like here just if if we just got an ambiguous thing with no talking he just hands him a pair of clippers and it's just like like some shears you know what to do. It's <laughs> Russia. It. It's not. We're not fucking around here because because Yuri is actively fucking up the helicopter, and that's what's annoying me. And that's maybe one of the other reasons I just really started getting done with this whole Russia subplot. Yeah. Is it? And and I'll know. I also distinctly remember, even though it pays off, I distinctly remember when Hopper went. We have to go back. I went. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just because I was getting excited to the point of like, all right, cool. Well, maybe for the last two episodes, we're going to have the big thing of like everyone back together again. Spoiler alert. We do not. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that happened, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Nope. They're going to be in Russia the entire fucking season. Jesus. All right. Whatever. <laughs> but solid plan, which is and, and I'm not. Th- this is maybe where I wound up having problems mm-hmm. with shows. Are they working off logic? They know. Or logic we know because there's a big difference. Yeah. So what we know is they they have a version of the mist. Mm-hmm. They have demigorgons. Well, the the information we know is that it's the hive mind. You hurt one thing, yes. everything else gets hurt. It feels like the kids probably know that. How well do you think Joyce and Hopper know that? Because especially well, Hopper. Going back, going back to season two, yeah. they realize that if they hurt Will or the Demogorgons, one would feel the other thing. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 their knowledge going into it of season two information was, hey, you remember that Demogorgon we killed and Will kind of freaked the fuck out? 
Yeah, that's how that works. So if we can get rid of as many of these things, then we can help the kids in the long run. So, okay. So that that, that kind of plays into the myths too with Billy and the whole like giant blob and Star Court was. Mm-hmm. We need to do as much damage as possible to prevent bigger damage from happening and that's kind of the crux of the whole fucking series really is there's something big coming Mm -hmm. and we got to do everything to stop the big guy first and that's even if it includes fireworks even if it includes fireworks (laughs) pumping round after round into cars that are coming right for you in the parking lot (laughs) whatever you got to do man cracking a bitch in the face with a roller skate you do what you got to do if anything that's what stranger things has taught us you just got to do what you got to (laughs) do act first consequences two seasons later (laughs) okay act first no consequences any consequence you attack it and next season next season next season this is my mentality like it's not like in my mind i'm just like if i wrote a story of like with this kind of like wizardry bullshit i'm just like shoot him in the fucking stomach wizardry bullshit like harry potter would have been over if i wrote it like after one book harry potter and the glock that could (laughs) Harry Potter and the Galactic could. Jesus Christ. Shoot, motherfucker. Shoot, motherfucker. Shoot. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they, they kind of do like a cool little boot and rally on this one because yeah. now, now they have a plan. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's cool with this plan, especially in the Hawkins end. Now, yeah. now, the California crew, I love them to death, but they are out of their element. Yes. They are not with the crew. Well, it's because it feels like out of all the crew, the California crew is the most fractured. Yes. Because you've got Mike that's feeling some sort of way toward Will. And his rope piss poor, actually. Yes. Uh, I will say, like, script writing on this guy, nothing is being shelled out. They're, they're not giving him a lot of motivation other no. than he came to see his girlfriend in California, which, you know, was a solid storyline. But now, you know, you got her. And at no point did you resolve any issue with your best friend. That you started in season two? Yeah, so it's it's not it's not well. Yeah. Um you you got Jonathan who's kind of a moot character without Nancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have Argyle, which is basically slapstick comedy relief. Yeah. And you put four in a van, all four in a van with a dead body. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, it's a weekend at Bernie's type situation. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but even with all that, so it's like, you know, it even feels like the relationship between Jonathan and Will mm-hmm. is strained a little bit. And that kind of plays out more in the next episode. So it's actually it's because that's the end of uh, episode eight. So let's go ahead and go into the last chapter where I feel like we're going to do a lot of rambling and talking because a lot of it almost. Like, I felt like this, even when we were watching it, it felt like part one was the, all right, get ready. And then <laughs> episode two was the, here we fucking go. Yeah. We actually, uh, they don't, they don't list it here in the plot synopsis, mm-hmm. but uh, we see the stealing of a Winnebago. Yes. So, so our Hawkins crew uh, decide we need some weapons and we need a whip. <laughs> we need a new fancy whip. <laughs> and I love this about Eddie. He's like, this is what my dad showed me. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, 
Uh, what? No. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Well, I, well, so when they're leading up to that, yeah, so episode, uh, well, the last episode kind of starts with them kind of rallying and deciding, hey, we're going to go to the Krill house. We're going to kick some ass. You know, Nancy, go get your guns. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought that was like, that's a solid plan. Yeah. But then we hear like one line of dialogue from Nancy. She's like, oh, yeah, ever since Starcourt, I kept an AK. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, in my mind, I'm just like, you bitch, that thing is half your fucking size. <laughs> you're rocking. Dude, you're no different from a Vietnamese woman sniper just posted up in the fort. She's like, Aunt Beru. Yeah. Yeah. She's Aunt Beru, the cool one, not the one George Lucas wrote. <laughs> not that fucking matchstick. Oh. Oh. Too soon? <laughs> but yeah, no. So, uh, in the process of all that, they're like, you know, we need to get a van. So... They're like, well, we got to sneak Eddie out. You know, they're, they're going to recognize him. And Max is like, I got this. It gives him a Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah. But they still they, they, they steal the Winnebago. They steal the Winnebago. And what was what was on the radio? It was CCR. It was a... See, this is why I wanted to rewatch the episodes oh, real boom. quick. No, no, but yeah. And all of a sudden, a CCR song cracks on it. It wasn't like one that's used a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's not it like was Fortune of like, or anything. Yeah, it wasn't Fortune of Sun. And so we were in uh, Vietnam. <laughs> or uh, actually, I think it was Bad Moon Rising. Yep. Yep, that's what it was. And uh, they so, so they steal the Winnebago. And they're preparing. Mm-hmm. But before they prepare, the crew stop at the gun store. Yes. Because the whole town's freaking the fuck out. And the whole thing is like, Eddie... Stay in the goddamn Winnebago. <laughs> Do not make a fucking sound. And this is kind of like a very intense scene. Mm-hmm. So the whole town is in a jumble a little bit. You see a lot of your more freaks at the gun store. Yeah. But the, it's a sporting good store, but it's a gun store. Erica's, you know, bobbing and weaving, getting this, this, and this. Dustin and Steve are just kind of reuniting a little bit. Um, and then Nancy goes to the front of the, goes to the counter and grabs a, 12 gauge pump shotgun yep and the guy's just like you sure you can handle this she's like i got cash <laughs> shut the fuck up i'm just like yeah yeah you fucking do uh-huh god damn the 80s were the shit when it came to buying guns <laughs> there was no brady bill <laughs> i bet she could have bought a fucking uzi no one would have said shit and the asshole guy the jason yes he shows up and he it's knows like you he's like you're the older sister of the guy i'm hunting younger sister Nancy's the older sister. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Nancy. I thought uh, Erica spots him though. Yeah, and that she, she yeah, kind of like one. bobs and weaves out, which uh-huh. is fine. She's like she, getting the fuck out of here. And Robin, you know, she's like talking to Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Try not to say I like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he he's talking to Nancy, the Jason guy. He's talking to Nancy, and he's getting a pistol, mm-hmm. a three fifty seven Magnum. And I'm just like, I, f- I kind of forgot what year it was. I'm just like, is a high school kid buying a handgun? Oh, it's the 80s. Yeah, yeah you can do that. <laughs> but uh, he grabs that shotgun, and he talk- and he's trying to tell her. He's like, you know, someone could grab this, and now they're in control of the gun. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's just like, back the fuck up. Yeah, it's, or I'm it's sounding a off. very tense scene. Yeah, and... That, that, that went in my mind as soon as he grabbed that barrel I'm like she's gonna cut that motherfucker down and she's gonna have a fucking heater just like hit her she's gonna be that lady with a big purse and just pulls out a giant shotgun boom boom, <laughs> boom. and now she's the now she's uh, the mom from Terminator 2 <laughs> boom <laughs> boom you want some boom you know just that scene from Terminator 2 she's just unloaded round after round and it still keeps coming I'm just like she's, she's fucking Linda Hamilton now she, she went from that nice cute girl that you see gets slaughtered in a Jason movie to Terminator 2 Linda Hamilton 
So like she so she's got that motherfucking thing on her. Mm-hmm. Now so, was this before or after they? Because again, the synopsis on here and is detailed. No, so, uh, but is this before or after they all go back to the upside down? So, to look for her so, personal guns. So this was the bike scene. You know, the kids are on the bicycles. Right, right. So this is what we talked about last last episode. Mm-hmm. It happened concurrent with that last episode. Got so it. she looked for the AK, didn't see it. They realized, hey, this is actually a time spot. Like a yeah, moment it was in time. The, it was the, the day back. before Will yeah. uh, was first possessed. So let's go meet back at Eddie's house because that's what the other crew yep, up okay. top are doing. And just boot and rally. Yeah. Fickness done and now now it's let's get some real motherfucking weapons and blow this motherfucker's brains out yeah um and i just don't think last episode even we talked about it being the the mm-hmm. time lock so that yeah. was so, that was something else kind of important because, because we had talked about uh, he's able to see through the eyes of others and that's yes. where he's able to build the town mm-hmm. on the upside down as more of a um going into more of a nightmare on elm street kind of vibe yeah what terrifies you more than a darkened version of where you feel safe yeah a more corrupted thing and that you know in the long run the upside down is a character of itself oh yeah like you we were talking about during the batman how gotham is a character this is a character it is i'd agree and and especially by this season Mm -hmm. the the previous seasons it was just like ooh, this is an interesting realm it felt like this was the season where now the upside down truly became its own thing its own character not just vecna yeah so then so they're so they get all their guns they get all their stuff and they're back in the winnebago and now we get the drawn out scene the road trip kind of scene yeah everyone's moving everyone's going to where they need to be at the particular time and everyone gets a speech yes because again now going into this i i didn't look it up ahead of time to get the exact quote but we were walking into it and it's like rachel had even mentioned it. she had not even like watched the previous episodes you had mentioned it on a separate occasion that the duffer brothers were saying that five people were gonna die in this final yeah. episode and i'm sitting here going oh shit so i'm listening for everyone's major speech and it's just like steve gives one and i'm like oh fuck mm-hmm. then nancy gives a little bit extra of a one and i'm like no mm-hmm. then eddie gives one and i'm like oh they're probably gonna do it to him oh no wait a minute wait a minute if they're oh shit are all these people gonna fucking die that everyone's yeah. getting speeches right now then it's like they clip back over to the california crew and it's just like mike's giving a speech will's giving a speech mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my god are they gonna wipe out everyone so <laughs> so that was a great little like fuck you to the fans i kind of think was we're gonna kill five people but they didn't say we're gonna kill five mainstay characters because we were counting all of a sudden like three people died like midway mm. through the this episode and i said well there's three people mm. and we kind of just laughed it off as yeah. like you know that's not what it's gonna be and then we got to the end of the episode and went wait if we count those first three oh you motherfuckers <laughs> so so they pulled the winnebago off mm-hmm. and they start making weapons um, Nancy saw on that thing down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I love that scene because uh, that's where she gives like her little mini speech. Is somewhere in that department, yeah. and she's like, "I'm gonna do this shit." I'm just like, "Oh my god, yes!" I'm just like, "It's, it's, it's that I'm gonna find him. Uh-huh. I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> <laughs> it's that scene from like The Last of Us, which I, oh my god, I'm fucking crying because this is so sad. Because <laughs> it's like, oh my god, consequences of bitches. Like, god, son of a bitch. And also, I love the implication now because they they finally touched on it a little bit the end of season three i just didn't Mm. notice it as much but like 
the fact that Nancy, Steve, and all of these teenagers are helping the kids yeah. and have such a relationship with the kids. Because think about it. Nancy right now is away from Mike. So she really has no immediate draw until she gets pulled in by Vegna. Well, she, she she has no immediate draw to help other than being her reporter and, you know, good nature itself. But it's like there's no real drive for her to be active in this role. I, I, I kind of disagree on that because as much as what she was a part of in the first three seasons, it is a like the allegory for what happened in it. They all experienced something together. Well, they mentioned that at the very end of the episode. But no matter where we are, we got to come back because, like you said, there's no real reason to help Eddie except, oh, wait, I might be responsible for this because we didn't finish the job. But it's spearheaded by Dustin. Yeah. So at the end of the day, think about it. Nancy... That has no connection to Dustin, other than oh, it's my little brother's friend. Well, that's not even no. Like they have a connection. They're battle buddies, man. Like they they well, fought they, together. They are now. Well, no, no, no. Season four or season three, season two, season one. They yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Boot and rally together to defeat one enemy after another. So now they have a warrior connection, like what you would call that. But that's their connection. Yeah. Like even the weird connection between Steve and Dustin is it's like, holy shit, man, where are you being? It's like there's no mm-hmm. reason for them to be friends other than I mean, the same fact- thing with Robin. But, so, so it's like but it's but I was gonna say it's like, you know, characters like Nancy and Robin that wind up getting pulled into mm-hmm. it. It just it makes it such a cooler thing that you're just like, you know, everyone is booting and rally for the kids. They again. all get they all get pulled into it. At some point, Nancy got pulled into it when Barb died. Jonathan got pulled in when he saw Barb die. Robin got pulled into it when that found that magic fucking elevator down there. <laughs> Erica got pulled in because she helped. You know, so yeah. each one is pulled in at different times before season four. Yeah, yeah. And now they're all individually responsible. Even Eddie, this is his pull-in season. Yeah, yeah. So, and yank out. Yeah, yeah, yank out. But there's a. They all have response. No, I. They could have left Will. And took Dustin to California. It's still been like, yeah, I'm fucking Nancy's part of it. Yeah, because it's like, hey man, remember when we fought all them people in Star Court? Mm-hmm. We got to do it again. And there's a responsibility there because you also mix with like survivor's guilt. Yeah. So, especially for Nancy, but yeah, so she's ready. She's ready to rock. It was just the first time I really noticed it because any other time Mike had been around, so that's almost like the the sisterly, you know, mm. parental, you know, figure kind of kicking in, being like, "No, I'm going to help kick ass yeah. to help save my brother from all this shit too." Yeah. And Where like, all of a sudden actually, now her brother is not connected to this exact story, yet she's still gun ho and ready. And, I, and that's the actually, first time I noticed. And, and like in the hindsight of seasons one, two, three, Will and Nancy are almost never together in the fight yeah, so yeah. so it's two dual responsibilities they just have to be related mm-hmm. so that's how that works um and going into what they're doing when they pull the winnebago off you know she saw in the shotgun you see steve kind of looking from the side and watching dustin and eddie yeah make their little like knife shields or whatever yeah and i'm just like that's a kind of a visceral scene that we see you know third act kind of thing and that's when I realized I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now we now we had talked about this before. The Duffer Brothers and Stranger Things are really good about killing news characters that we like, yeah, or yep. dislike, or just very popular ones, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And this one they held till the last breath. I'll give it to them. They fucking <laughs> held to the last breath, and it hits a little harder. Yeah. So and and you're like, because in their mind, it's like Steve's okay. 
Eddie might be okay, but he's mm-hmm. holding his own. Yeah. And like, you're thinking like, oh, these got these like rudimentary, like, fucking. Well, I was going to say, are we in the fight now? No. Okay. I was going to say, like, I was going to say, wait just, a minute. But I'm just like, so like story wise, <laughs> right, right. you know, you're, you're seeing this and this is like, this is actually the scene from Terminator 2 where there's this fucking <laughs> prepared everything. Yeah. And like Linda Hamilton's just sitting there smoking a cigarette, just talking about like, fuck, this is going to be rough. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like how bad it's going to get. Because it's going to get so much fucking worse. But they make the plan. So it's a four corners thing. And what I like is Hopper and them are not incentivized to do it. Other than the fact that they, as adults, and Hopper himself is like, this is my responsibility. We yeah. we survived this. We know how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So as a responsibility, we have to kill them all. Yeah. And his also driving force is he knows Jane, 11, mm-hmm. is probably also behind it. And he's like, I got to help my girl. Yeah, I got to. And going into the California team, which is kind of like the slowest team, we see that they do the whole, you know, got to get to, while, while the Winnebago the whole situation is going on, they're like, we got to get L somewhere cold. Yeah. <laughs> So we could do this shit. And like, we get the whole surfer boy pizza thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, this surfer boy pizza here. Let's just go there. And the conversation, you remember that conversation he has with that high piece of shit? He's like, hey, dude, man, like, listen, I, we, we we're got closing the- up, man. He's like, yeah, but like, we just need to use your deep freeze for a little bit, man. Like, we got this girl with crazy psychic powers, dude. And like, we're running from like the government and shit. And he's Word. Just like, he's like, yeah, <laughs> well, dude, all right, yeah, but. I got a date with Jenny tonight, dude. Like, he's like I, I got some purple in that motherfucking van, bro. Uh, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and again. So a dime back later, they're in the fucking place of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I just, I find it that all the Surfer Boy pizza stuff was honestly really good comic relief. Yeah. And because I saw some people kind of ragging on Argyle and those scenes. And I mm. mentioned the Argyle part but the scenes in general also just kind of got a lot a lot of bad hate and i don't know the way i look at it is the only hate i had about argyle was did they just did he fuck a bitch in a van and just leave her back in utah like you remember that like he's just hanging out with this girl in a van that he just met and it's the 80s yeah and i'm just like you're just gonna leave her (laughs) take her with you scoob (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ i bet she wants to leave that house (laughs) you're telling me that this bitch doesn't want to leave that house that that fucking lord of the flies household where everybody's fighting to death (laughs) but it's like i thought between all this because there's no comedy to really be had aside from the characters themselves like Mm -hmm. dustin and steve can be a little bit you know bitchy with each other in this season that can be funny uh seeing robin and nancy working together there was humor in there because robin and nancy are polar opposites personality wise but outside of like the characters there was no really funny moments so the uh, the surfer boy pizza scenes just kind of worked as just that here's a moment of brevity because it's about to get really fucking bad yeah and and you need you need that yeah Yeah, because like you can't you can't just be depressing and sad the whole time when you're doing a series yeah this is basically we basically watched a two-part movie oh yeah absolutely this could have been in the theaters and like people would have been riled the fuck up and see and that's why not to go too far off a tangent but it's like this is why i think that stuff like star wars thrives in a series aspect put all the hours of this season together how many movies would that have had to have been probably four minimum 
absolute minimum and think about how much stuff they would have had to have cut out mm. trimmed up it's like you're allowed so much more wiggle and breathing room in a tv series like this than you are in the movies so with something like stranger things i don't think it would have even worked as a movie i think this had to have been a series to pack in this much content and this much story to make it that engaging and interesting and then it goes to this is this is a problem i had this is this is the one that bothered me okay all right so your mikey moment yep night falls and hawkins right Mm -hmm. erica she's posted up she's the lookout yep that guy walks by from the uh, community center Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he phones an anonymous tip in all right, so now we added the time element. How long would it take the athletes to get there mm-hmm. to start fucking shit up? Yeah. Okay. Lucas Lucas, and Max are bebopping around the house. Mm-hmm. And they're actually having a conversation, which is nice. They're actually by themselves. Yeah. And they're trying to work shit out. Because Max, the entire time after writing her notes and everything, is like she's been accepting the fact well, that it, she's... Yeah, at some point she was ready to kill herself yeah. for the team. Yeah. And now she's waiting to do it again. Yeah. And she's a ride or die bitch. So it's, it's like... That's <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like to a point, she's finally trying to make amends with mm-hmm. Lucas to a point. And, and that's what was kind of nice about it is like she wasn't going to keep take that to her grave in her mind. Mm-hmm. And so um, we get... Uh, Steve, mm-hmm. Robin, and Nancy fully armed. Yep. And then we get Dustin and Eddie fully armed in the upside down. Yep. And they're they're working off each other with Max, Erica, and Lucas. Cool. The surfer board pizza thing starts happening. They had their little conversation, mm-hmm. their little moment of brevity. Okay, cool. Eleven. We need you to get going. And she starts telling everybody what's going on. Hey, they're going upside down. This is what's happening, which is great. Perfectly cool. In Russia, we get the scene. All right, let's set the scene. Demigorgons, some of them are dead. Mm-hmm. They're still roaming around. But you got to kill the big one because the big one's got the mist in them. Kill the brain. Kill the brain. And which sets up a cool tracking shot for all three front lines. Okay. Not so much for the California crew because that's more of like in imagination land. But, like, <laughs> but you know what I'm in saying? In a wonderful world, world. of imagination. <laughs> I'm just picturing Butters like killing something that's his dad. <laughs> ah, 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 You're grounded, Butters. Ah. <laughs> oh, hamburgers. <laughs> oh, hamburgers. That would have been a great title for this. Oh, hamburgers. <laughs> but uh, so we're on the clock and it's building and it's building. And we don't really know the plan other than, all right, we're going to get a distraction. As soon as the distraction hits, Robin, Steve, and Nancy's crew, the shotgun crew, yeah. can bust in. Don't touch the veins. I remember that. That, that was real imperative. Mm-hmm. Dusted and Eddie are just like tacking up a bunch of shit on his trailer as like a last stand kind of thing. And that's when I realized like, fuck, this is going to be a last stand. This is going to be the guns of fucking Navarone. <laughs> this is going to be bad. <laughs> If, if, it, if one thing goes south, these two are going to fucking die. And I legitimately thought, I kind of figured Eddie would, mm-hmm. but I thought Dustin. Ooh. Because that would have been the biggest hit to the crew. Yeah, it would have. Out of all the other ones, you know, who could stand and fight for themselves, Dustin's the last. Even Will. Not Dusty Buns. Dusty Bun, man. <laughs> Never end a story in hell, man. He's just like. <laughs> upside down just like wearing demogorgon skin <laughs> just wearing one of their masks and just like eating bats and just 
listen to Ozzy. This is for you, Susie. (laughs) Hunting Susie on the upside down. I'm going back to her, man. (laughs) My version, my fan fiction of Stranger Things is different. (laughs) So we need. So they make it to the house. They're getting up the stairs, and what do we see? Jason and the crew pull up. And the fact that Erica was able to outrun a athlete for a good solid 10 seconds <laughs> taught me a lot about hawking athletes. I'm just like, you guys are lazy as shit. <laughs> this is why this is why you had to have Lucas shoot the winning shot, you lazy motherfuckers. Y'all guys but again, the Sinclairs. The Sinclairs, toughest motherfuckers in Hawkins. <laughs> Them and the Wheelers, man. Damn. The Sinclairs and Wheelers. Woo. Fucking monsters. Here's a story. <laughs> about a cop named Mike. <laughs> Get out the goddamn car. Nancy's the other cop. Boom! <laughs> goddamn, bitch, you need to get out of the car. <laughs> I was reaching for the handlebars. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lucas is another cop. Well, that's too fucking bad, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we're, we're getting it. We're building it. We're building it. And Max has started to go under. They called Vecna out. Vecna shows well but even the way she kind of goes under is Mm -hmm. very like intense because again as you mentioned earlier they're already setting up Max and Lucas kind of reconnecting a little Mm -hmm. bit maybe there's hope for their relationship if Max pulls through this you know this that and the other and she's being really honest with herself and she was like you know I'm sad that Billy's gone but I'm also relieved you know, because I think a part of me wanted him to die. Yeah. And then you hear Lucas very out of character demonizing her for saying that. He's just like, what? Why would you say that? That that was your brother. Yeah. You, you wanted him to die? And I'm even sitting here going, I'm like, calm the fuck down, Lucas. Like, you, you hated as Billy, as, too. As soon as he turned and said that, I just saw the turn. Really? As soon as he started just speaking to her in a negative way mm-hmm. even like even just the slightest negative thing never would have came out of Lucas's mouth against no. her no way in hell and I'm like this is the Nightmare on Elm Street scene this is the Heather Langenkamp last scene and I'm just like he's got her yeah got you bitch <laughs> but <laughs> it's and, good, for like the first few seconds though I was taking it for real and I'm even sitting here going like Lucas this motherfucker almost ran you over with a car. Yeah, it was like, like but he, you yeah, hate him too. <laughs> like, even, even the writing kind of stays like, yeah, he could have said this, but like, as much as we know about the characters, yeah, as much yeah. as we watch it, it's just like if I, if we hadn't watched it and like binge watched it mm-hmm. and had saw it separately, yeah, it would have caught me off guard. But right. it's like watching how everything's been going. You just know that's not Lucas's yeah, character. Like, like foreshadowing wise, they 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 telegraph the fucking story very quickly. Yeah. So there's the turn. This and right before the turn happens, we realize what the plan is. We're going to need a distraction mm-hmm. for the, the Steve crew to make it to the top of the stairs. Yeah. Because uh, there's like the too many, yeah. Because there's too many bats hanging out. Yeah. And Steve's like, I, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I'm still hurting, bro. <laughs> I ain't down with that. I'm not Batman. I'm not no. down with that. <laughs> so and we get the scene. <laughs> I outside of. The intro scene to the boys with, with the uh, don't Dick. sneeze. Yeah, the Dick and Coke. Yes. 
I don't think I've ever seen you more joyous over a scene in a TV show or a movie. So let's paint ever. a picture of what actually happened. <laughs> we sat here and that scene came on and I knew it was going to come because the previews had already shown it. Oh yeah, you already saw Eddie just rocking out on guitar. So you know Red, there was going to be some dark clouds, the gray of the upside down. He's yes. on top of a fucking trailer got a guitar, and all I see is red lightning. And that's all that the trailer showed. Yeah. All while Journey's playing. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so you're almost kind of thinking, okay, well, maybe he's going to play like a super crazy version of Worlds Apart by Journey. And yeah, it's maybe. Just like, that's going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. Or, no. or, you know, just like some, you know, just shredding thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, cool, so we get we to sat, see it. We sat here on this couch. <laughs> this exact couch. The Couch Bro Tato couch. And Justin's with him. Which I thought was kind of fucked up in the long in like hindsight, but he rips a fucking guitar pick off his necklace and he says, "This is for Chrissy," and I'm just like, "Cool, you got a first season, first episode pull." Yep, you got the story of this character. He's got a fighting chance. The one, the other ones never had a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Bob dead, Barb dead, Billy died and couldn't even fight back. And part of his speech was, "I've always ran." Yeah. He always talked about just being a coward. He goes, mm-hmm. you know, I may look like this. I may, you know, like yeah. aggressive music, X, Y, Z. He goes, but I'm, I'm kind of a coward. I've always yeah. ran from things. And he, and that's when he was like making his weapon with Dustin. He was explaining mm-hmm. that. And he's like, but I'm not going to run now. And that's no. when he starts kind of, you know, swinging and, you know, he really builds himself yeah. up. So he's found even this new bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. And confidence goes a long way. Confidence can sometimes get your ass out of yeah. trouble. So again, they are setting him up like, oh fuck, a new, right. ma- a new mainstay character, possibly. And then that first riff, uh-huh. and I'm just like, there it is. <laughs> yep, I love this show forever now. <laughs> and I'm just because we sat here, I was just like, please play the fucking dr-. like he's hitting the riff, and he's in. I'm like, please, please play the drums, and then the drums hit in. I'm just like, are they going to do this fucking lyrics? And then the lyrics hit in, and I'm just like, cheese like a motherfucker. I'm just like, yes, the couch is vibrating. Oh god, dude, I was like, turn that shit up. All while this is going on, Erica's being tackled by a fucking basketball player. The crew dart for the fucking house. The bats turn. Is like, is it Master of Puppets? You know, one bat said to another bat, and it's like, dude, that album just came out. Let's go see it. Like, <laughs> so oh, he, shit, Metallica's here. <laughs> oh, shit, Metallica's here. We got to play it. And, like, fuck, he's hitting it. And I'm just like, yes, fucking yes, because the story of Master of Puppets is literally Vecna. He is the master of puppets. Granted, the song's about cocaine use, but, like, <laughs> but like what a song to play yeah you know running up that heel is a great song for max's character and it's also a really cool juxtaposition of course like mm. when you see max running through the upside down you hear this airy pop mm. 80s synth song and yeah. it's kind of an interesting just to just to whatever it's an interesting um, juxtaposition thank you because it's like such an evil background I didn't wait today i could say words <laughs> i can barely say words anyway uh, but it's like you see that evil skate behind it with such an airy pop mm-hmm. song is fun but then this yes is like oh this is just made this, for this, this show this is the metal song of metal songs and you know i've talked about it before of like the best use of music and yeah and, and before this we didn't really have a lot of the like the trailer the trailer for the season four is great because it's separate ways yeah and it literally tells the story of season four yeah they're all in their separate ways love will find you separate ways all that shit but master of fucking puppets 
And I'm not a gatekeeping motherfucker. I heard kids talking about this shit in West Virginia. I'm like, fuck yeah, keep talking about it. Let me tell you about Megadeth. Let me tell you about this band. Let me tell you about this band. And it's created this whole retro fan base for Metallica, for metal. Yeah. Which is a dying fucking, rock and roll is a dying breed. Yeah. Now, it's all pop music and hip hop and synth country and all that stupid shit. But it's great to see that. Because it is the 80s. The 80s was metal as fuck. You know, it was, you know, you're alone. You're alone. And the looming threat of death. And that's the song you decided to play. And they nailed it 100 per fucking cent. I love it. And the best use of that is when he's getting to the uh, the end of the uh, end of the uh, first uh, chorus. Mm-hmm. Master of Puffets taking it away. And that's when Jason busts in. Yeah. The, and he's got that gun and you're just like what else is happening what else is happening and then we cut back to russia and the song's still playing in the back of my mind yeah and there in russia murray's got a flamethrower just burning these fucking things <laughs> and we get the scene the mutated demi gorgon mm-hmm. and now it's a four-way fight we got ale with max yep we got nancy and the crew and robin they they're done They've been snatched up by the house. Yep, because someone touched a vine. That's it. Someone touched a vine. Uh, the California crew, Ale is in an imagination land trying to help Max, and they're struggling because if she dies in a dream, she dies in real life. Mm. That's a nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's a big time. And then the song ends. And then I love Dustin, and Eddie's like, get in the house. <laughs> get in the fucking house. <laughs> and also, to, to kind of go back to what you are saying about the gatekeeping thing, it's like, that that is one of the things I've noticed is like there's been such a very large influx of like you know kids on TikTok you know mm. with their guitars you know horribly like butchering Master of Puppets and you know but they're and, trying well that's what I'm getting at it's like you know they're, they're fucking it all to hell and there's people commenting on it being like you know why the fuck are you doing this put your guitar down yada 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 it's like I don't care if they're playing it horribly they're trying to play it. They were inspired enough to pick up the guitar and be like, this is cool enough for me to play. I don't care if they think it's the Stranger Things song. I don't care if they think it was created for this show. The fact that something moved them enough to want to pick up the guitar and actually play it, that's awesome. Because exactly what you said, man, rock and roll and metal is a dying breed. Anything, anything that makes a kid want to pick up a guitar and play it, all the better. And also... Let's take away all of that. And I posted this on Facebook, and it's been like my most liked status I've had in forever, which is, let's look at the other bright side to this. This song is getting a brand new breath of fresh air. A whole new fan base is finding this. This has the potential to finally knock Inner Sandman off as like the typical radio song or the sports song chosen for Metallica. How much cooler would it be to turn on the radio and just hear, Master! Master. Then the last time I heard a Metallica song in a movie was Zombieland. Oh shit, yeah. And it's the beginning opener, and it's for whom the bell tolls. Solid fucking song. Fucking great song. Solid intro. Blah blah blah. But it's not a radio song. No, no, it's an orchestra song. You need like when they had that Mm -hmm. S and M fucking album. Mm -hmm. All their music sounded awesome with like a fourteen string (laughs) like orchestra and horns and all that shit and drums. And I'm just like. I was like you and I heard people just like, I didn't really see it a lot because I'm not on social media much. But when I did see people like on 
reels that YouTube has that I watch was basically TikTok. Yeah. But like people playing that fucking song and I'm just like, hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Like, and this isn't, and we're not knocking the other songs on this track. No. I fucking love Journey. Oh, yeah. Journey I mean, is the best drinking song you can ever fucking, fucking have. Fucking the cramps during uh, yeah. Eddie's intro scene. It's Kiss. like, yes. Kate Bush. You know, Kate Bush got the most plays because it, it was an obscure song. It was. And shout out to Taika. And, and she also didn't uh, allow her songs to be used in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty rare. Yeah, and shout out to Taika Waititi for getting really pissed because he had to pull a Kate Bush song from, <gasps> know, from Love that. and Thunder. Yes. <laughs> He's like, goddamn Stranger Things. <laughs> but, um,. You know, I'll just it, put another fucking Guns N' Roses song in here. Fuck it, why not? I'm doing a Dio song. You know what? Rainbow in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put Dio in this motherfucker. Yes. No one's ever going to see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> not even Chris. Not even. No, I did not see Dio being played in there. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's it's a really tight fucking you know, situation. Mm-hmm. And then we get the scene in Russia, which kicks off the dominoes. Yeah. And this is where I think Jump in the Fire actually would have worked in when him just bum, got the flame, bum, bum, got bum, the bum, flame, bum. flame thrower. Jump in the fire. Whoosh. <laughs> and Hopper, this this took me back because there was no foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. But all it was, we got to take out the big one first. And if you look very closely, as someone who's a fan of action films, he picks up a sword. That's the sword from Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is a massive fucking sword. Ah. And Hopper's a large dude. Yeah. He's he's actually taller than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. So when I when he, when he watched got that sword, I didn't say anything, but I'm mm-hmm. just like cheesing. I'm just like, holy shit, He-Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the dark. Going. Yep. Going. Going. And you're thinking it's going to be like that like anime style. It's like, she... And they both go down. Because mm-hmm. I was expecting that to happen. Them both go down. Yeah. But he cuts that fucking thing's head off. Zoosh. Blood. <laughs> Done. Jump in the fire. <laughs> and then I'm just like, domino fall. Yep. We got one. Mm-hmm. And then we get Lucas and Jason still fighting. And that's a knockdown drag out fight. You yeah, can feel the hate in that fight. That is hate going through this motherfucker's veins and he's trying to tell him he's like you don't understand Quack. <laughs> he's like fixer fixer he's got the gun on him and yeah bam bam and lucas he's getting his ass kicked yeah but he's holding his own mm-hmm. you know he's rocky you know he's bobbing away yeah he's taking yeah because jason's just like you know you're doing this whole possession thing to this girl fix her fix her because yeah by this point she's like you know max is all yeah, yeah she's done <laughs> yeah she's, done. she's in she's in the upset she's basically in the imagination land with l yeah and they're doing they're you know they're trying to hold their own and then we get to the part where the bats are attacking the house and you mm-hmm. kind of understand okay this is why they tacked up the house a little bit okay and the vent they're able to stick that shield with the knives up in the vent cool fucking move oh yeah and then i'm just like i didn't think about it till after we watched it. i'm like it is a mobile home it's nothing but fucking holes yeah <laughs> yeah and uh it's the fight you know there's the house filling with bats from the other side of the house and now they're outside mm-hmm. the most dangerous fucking place they could be but it was it was enough to loosen those vines yep and now our three musketeers basically are, yeah. are seeing Vecna in his like hibernation spot mm-hmm. where he's doing all the shit. And then and then it's cut the fucking tentacles, 
cut the fucking connection. But the fight itself is the one for L mm-hmm. and the upside down. Because all during this time, because that that kind of they jump between things that they really keep it linear on this last episode just that way you can follow everyone so it's like by the time we reach up to that point l has been in the mindscape with max trying to help her find positive memories mm. as it's like they, they went through the snowball which was the end of season two where steve was like your hair looks good and get in there and have fun yeah. <laughs> call call mom later um and they roll back all these positive things, but it's like it always turns negative because uh, one is always in charge yeah. of the mindscape realms. And it basically leads up to the point where you got this interesting scene with Max learning how to skate. Mm. And it was kind of like her trials and tribulations. You got a little bit of the, oh, a girl skateboarder. And you're just like, okay, move on. But but it's like you saw her like fail, get back up, fail, get back up. And there was one other scene in that that was a positive I forgot. But that was one of the things that anchored her long enough for Elle to find them in the upside down. Yeah. So at that point, Elle is able to figure out exactly where she needs to go, meets up with Max, and then what does the rest of the California do, crew so, do at so, this point? So at, at one point, Elle is failing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, that's she's right. Like, yeah. I see Max. There's another doorway. There's another thing. There's something else I'm seeing. And we hear the song that Vecna, mm-hmm. the original like 19, uh, late 50s, early 60s song that he hears. And yeah, because it transitions from that during the snowball. Yes, and she's struggling, and this is where we finally get some like revelation from Will. Yeah, which I finally fucking liked. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Will and Mikey both, and they're pumping her up. Yeah, he's like, "You do, you know, do what you got to do." Well, it's like we finally get to see the painting. Yeah, that you made, and Will, Will and Mike kind of while L's out they're still talking to her mm-hmm. he's like pull her out pull her out he's like L you gotta do you gotta get out of there you gotta get out of there cause you ain't gonna help nobody if you did yeah and he's and he'll spark from that because um at this point you Will is like barely hanging on like right at this point he's like trying but like you can see him just like holding back tears holding back emotions but just keeping a strong face because of the situation and Jonathan is the one to break him. He's just like, hey man, like, how are you doing? I would have liked a longer scene. That would have been nice. I, I, I think that would have played out a little bit more. But, but we, again, I think it was the actor of Jonathan's that wound up messing it, it could up. Have been, it could have been, at, you know, obviously the motherfucker was on set, so I think like yeah. he couldn't have filmed it. But it was still a really great scene because he gets kind of started out as just like, hey man, like, how are you? Yeah. And he's like, I'm fine. This is stressful, but it's fine. You know, whatever he says. He's like, no, no, no. How how are you? Yeah. And that's what broke him. Because he's yeah. like, look, I'm always going to be your brother. You know, this, that, and the other. Until the Duffer brothers pull me from production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But it was really good because, again, they've made it abundantly clear to the audience that Will is gay. Mm-hmm. But he is still yet to admit it, maybe even to himself. So I talked to a friend of mine about uh, some Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had said... Netflix is known for killing gay characters. Right. And they're very good at it. I've re- rarely seen a gay character make it through a series of Netflix. Well, Will's doing good so far. So far, until season five. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it's like you got just that really good scene where it's like, but Jonathan knows. Yeah. Jonathan's his brother. He knows his brother. And he even says it in such a way of just being like, hey, you know, we're all freaks. We're all weird. But hey, like. 
no matter what's going on with you, you know, I'm always going to love you. I'm, I'm always here for you. You know, you, you, you know that, right? I love you. You're my and that's, brother. That's kind of like a negative thing. I think about that's how Will is written. Mm-hmm. He always comes off as, Oh, I'm a loner. I'm like, dude, they saved, dude, these 15, the entire 15 town. motherfuckers boot and rallied for you for two years. And then in the third year, you were part of that same fucking team. Mm-hmm. Why you feel alone, I do not know. Well, he feels alone because of the way Mike's even treating him. So they really established in season one that Will and Mike were like best of buds, but his fam- like, like inseparable. Like, but like his family expands. Mm-hmm. At the end of season three, going into season four, you yeah. Know? Granted, they're moving to California as a safety kind of thing, but he's not alone. Mm-hmm. It's not like his mom is always away. His mom is there. Yeah. His brother's there. He's got a new sister, technically. Yeah. So, and these are people. These aren't like separate individuals. It's like, oh, my brother's in high school. He don't want to talk to me anymore. Or, or I'm in fucking high school. My brother moved away. No, motherfucker, you guys are a tight fucking knit. Because mm-hmm. why? Because you guys killed Satan together <laughs> in a mall, <laughs> guarded by armed Russians. Yeah, you're a goddamn battle buddy to these motherfuckers. <laughs> they were, battle buddies, you accountability buddies, <laughs> accountability buddies. <laughs> and um, I'm just like, and you lived, yeah, and you lived. But but also, I think I think it's kind of like I understand. I do understand, like. The ostracization in the eighties of some yeah. other character being gay, I get that. I do. Well, so it's like, well, the ostracization, ostracization of it. Plus, you know, will definitely, and I feel like they're going to play it up some because they did with Max. Uh, they definitely showed her having PTSD mm-hmm. uh, with the way she was like constantly like scratching at a desk or bumping yeah. her knee. You know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. I definitely think Will has really bad PTSD from all this. So, someone with that can become hyper fixated on something. And if he's hyper fixated on the fact that his once best friend isn't communicating with him, if you're in that kind of mental frame, it wouldn't matter if you've got a hundred people around you that think you're the coolest thing ever. Mm. That one person doesn't see it yeah and so I, I, that I, I, might I, be where it comes and I from know they're, too. they're fostering this through script writing of a character that feels alone mm-hmm. and we all know the biggest grievance against you know will's character is that fucking haircut god damn joy come I heard, on if i understand he's going to keep that same haircut in season five well yeah i'm just like at no point you guys want to you know give that motherfucker like a mohawk Go like Return of the Living Dead style with all these yeah. motherfuckers because I'm that's what that's what that's what they next they need to do next. He should have had Billy Mullet by this season. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been the shit, right? With fucking like fucking shader sunglasses. Yes, on. he's like I'm fucking Will motherfucking Byers. Yeah. <laughs> and they made him such like a weak looking like they took a guy who is not weak and made him look weak. Even the whole like oh, his go, actor like, has like just, such broad shoulders. Yeah, but it's like going quick to like episode one. That girl's like playing footsie with them and shit yeah some people find you attractive motherfucker even as you look like urkel <laughs> like, but it wasn't of the i know correct but still <laughs> but persuasion still, but still it's just like don't act like you're not fucking loved <laughs> but all yeah. right so so we get we you know rush is taken care of yep all right guys let's get back home yep that's that's the end of it yeah done they did what they had to do mm-hmm. they pull l out and she's able to she sees the basically the history of vecna yeah and 
it's a pleading with her. And now Mike and Will are talking her up, talking her up, and she's able to break free mm-hmm. and save Max in parentheses. All right, so yeah, let, let's not get too fast into that one. So yeah, so she so she's now in the same mindscape. She sees Max all tied up. Uh, she gets grabbed by Vecna herself. Um, and then he gives her like the okay look I've told the story to three fucking people I'm gonna give you, I'm giving you the reader's digest version mm-hmm. <laughs> he basically goes to eleven he's like you know half of this shit already you like, did this you did this this is all for you remember I told you that last year through Billy yeah this is all for you but it also confirms her fears from episode one when they're looking for Will and they find her in the forest and she says I know where Will's at because I created it. And you know she harbingers that for the for the series. It's like I created the thing that hurts people, mm-hmm. and it's it's it, the whole thing is staring her deep in the fucking face and saying, "You're goddamn right, you did. <laughs> you created me, bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill everything. And now now we have the story of Vegna. Yep, I'm going to ruin this bitch's life. Yep." That's and my I'll take goal. the town down with I'll it. I'll take this whole fucking place down with It's like me. he has no person. He does not give a fuck about any of the people. He doesn't even care about the town. That is they are all. Ca- they're just cannon fodder yep. to get to her. And, Whatever it takes. And what a villain. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's like you can't even call him by his name or no. his stupid science name. It's Vecna. Yes. It's not even a person's name. <laughs> it's a fictional villain. You have to give him that name. Yep. And it fits so fucking well. Not even like a D&D aspect, but just like as a villain. And again, it's perfect. Props, it, props to the prop department and mm-hmm. the visual effects crew because, again, that suit was all practical, real practical effects practical the only things that were cgi'd were like the moving extra tentacles around mm-hmm. the neck because duh you gotta sweeten it yeah. up a little bit i bet if they got the guys from that uh, was it i bet if they got the guys from other uh, thing to do that shit yeah we could make that look real <laughs> oh shit oh shit he's like they actually just put a snake on him <laughs> <laughs> stop screaming stop screaming stop screaming fecna doesn't scream yeah barry smells fear <laughs> barry's the snake <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking reek of piss <laughs> but uh God, yeah so i watched the whole thing about him putting that fucking suit on i'm mm-hmm. just like and he's like drinking a Dunkin' donut yes i'm just like this is so fucking weird weird to watch so and again, you just see him like texting some and then they like stand him up and it's like putting down like, yeah he's gotta have his arms out because they're like blow drying everything on his torso and he's just, and he's like, just like, like trying to take his instagram and shit. <laughs> yeah no, he's like one finger in it yeah. or one hand in it yeah so and then well then like before that domino falls mm-hmm. nancy robin and steve blast this motherfucker boom and throw a molotov cocktail at him and he's gone yep and if I do remember was if I do remember correctly, Erica throws an elbow on that motherfucker, yeah. that a- the athlete, and just pops him in the fucking jaw. And I'm just like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> I'm just like, where's your flashlight? Beat him with the flashlight. Yes. That, that was like a cop flashlight. It was. Bam. bam. That was a maglight. That was a maglight. He's collateral. Who fucking cares if he dies? <laughs> we'll blame it on that crazy white kid with a gun. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I, so yeah, I think as soon as they blow Vecna out from his little hidey hole, he, that's he, he it about the, it. yeah, he, he feels it and that gives, what well, I think it gives Elle enough time to like rip herself out 
And grab Max. And grab Max because she was almost getting... Yeah, because Vecna was like coming over to her, doing the finger, mm-hmm. and close back to Lucas, he sees her rising, and she's like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And that's when he pops Jason, and his mm-hmm. head hits the fucking uh, timber on the roof. Yeah, because and he, he can't down. do anything. And he goes down. He's flat because uh, the window's above him. Yeah. He's down. And as soon as they... he So Vecna's like, fuck, I got to dip for a second. But we don't see Max die underneath, and we don't see her live either. Well, so this is what we see. And to me, this was the most visceral, like, this was probably the most creepy slash scary thing they've done, in my opinion. So it's like she's going up. It's like the slow-mo thing. You see her arms going. You see Mm -hmm. her neck going. Her jaw goes out. And you're like, oh, fuck. They're killing Max. That's going to be one of the... Holy shit. I mean, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. damn, I hate that. So it's like, you're not even too emotional. It's just like, really? Oh my God, really? They're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then L uh, snaps snaps them out right at the time. And yeah. it's like, you see Max just kind of drop. And she's just laying there. like she, Her eyes hadn't popped yet. Because the yeah. eyes popping is the final thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Everything else happened to her, except her eyes didn't pop. They rolled yeah. in the back of her head, started bleeding, but they didn't pop. But right about that time, yeah, that's like what you said. Elle uses like her super-duper powers and brings Max back, life in, back to life rather in the dreamscape, which sends her soul... Back to her... Bu- oh, no, sorry. Before that happens, she drops because she didn't fully die. And she's like, wait, I'm not dead? I can't see anything. I can't feel anything. I don't want this. I don't like this. And it's like the terror in her voice and realizing she was in that weird limbo phase right before she faded out. That's the saddest part of the whole fucking episode. That's the saddest thing of the whole fucking series. Because that's worse than you know a death. You know what that reminded me of? That, well, it's worse than a death. You know because rem- she's you know, being tortured now in that limbo. You know what that reminded me of? What? The end of Infinity War. Mr. Stark, did we win? Oh, no. This that's had, a, this that, had that, nothing that, on that, that's that. That's what that reminded me of. It's just like, I thought I did good. Yeah. I thought we won. Because they had won before. Like, they, kept, they constantly went before the, the protagonist. And you get this, like, creeping death rattle mm-hmm. out of her and it, you know it's it's the fear of death yeah um because she had accepted it to begin with mm-hmm. and she was able to escape it run away but this one ale was able to do one last thing for it, but we're not sure what exactly now she's damaged her body is fucked yeah and maybe she can come back from that maybe we don't know but she's she's pretty much max the character is dead. The husk of Max is still existing. She's still alive, but we don't know where Max is. Yeah. The inner part of Max. Her mind is gone. Yep. L Because they do a quick little time jump to like, what was it, five weeks later yep. or something like that? And like before that, we see, you know, Eddie's last stand. Yeah. And he's doing his best. He's doing his best. He He's done the bats take off. And an improvised line. Really? He says, I love you, man. That was improvised. No one thought that he was going to say that. That's mm-hmm. not even scripted. Right. Out the gate. And that's like, that hits hard. It does. And you're just like, way to go. You killed another one. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. 
and just like add, but, add another car on it. But in my mind, I don't think the Eddie story is over yet, and we'll get and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, it's sad and mean and cruel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, Eddie's death scene. So of course, Dustin is fucking ruined by that. Mm. And um, honestly, I thought they were going to nab one of the teens. Yes, when all three were wrapped up in the uh, in the walls, I was like, ooh. One of the three is about to go like it, like it felt like Steve mm. like it really felt like they were about to get Steve because he was he was battle damaged it's like his his HP was at twenty five when yeah. everyone else's was like is seventy five yeah. and hundred his is at like twenty five his is like in Pokemon when your yeah. Pokemon is about to die and it's just annoying you the entire time doing dun, 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 dun. that's Steve no. he's just a walking dun, 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 dun. nah man but his fucking XP is so fucking high right now man <laughs> all he needs is that one last. Bop. And so <laughs> use mom strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking serpentine, serpentine. <laughs> and so they basically shoot Vecna out of the goddamn window and he's gone. It's the Michael Myers scene. Yeah. Where do you go? You'll find out in the next movie. <laughs> Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, one last fuck you to the audience. If, if it said Dick Wolf instead of Duffer Brothers, I've just been like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, and, and one more big fuck you to the audience. Uh, another little nice button up is they're like, all right, we need to hide Elle again. Let's just take her back to her cabin that she was in before. So they go back to Hop's cabin. Well, before that, before that, they think they have won. And then it happens. The town Rips. I thought that was the very, very final thing. That's, that's no, that's after they no, because they see the town open because we when the rip opens, it kills Jason. Oh the yeah, house, you're right, you're right. The, yeah, the yeah. Underneath starts developing into mm-hmm. cracks in the ground, and we see where uh, Freddie died. Yep, split in half. We see the lake collapsing on itself. We see the house tear a line and we see Jason like basically be ripped in half yeah. while he's knocked out which is kind of a, a low blow to kill that motherfucker no but like a, a low blow of why him die I wanted him to be shot in the face but yeah, like, yeah yeah but so he gets ripped apart and Dustin's gotta run yep and he's gotta leave Eddie behind and that's such a fucked up thing because he's trying you see Eddie for a split second trying to drag him and it's just like no man take off yeah and as soon as he takes off the crack begins and Dustin has to take off again Mm -hmm. and he's they're all alone yeah all right the kids they make it back and then we get the scene of we need to get back to Indiana we need to get back to Hawkins and they get to the cabin Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, Hopper's old cabin yeah out in the middle of the fucking woods and they're fixing everything up and what I like is before they start fixing everything up the the town creates a shelter after this horrific fucking accident. Yes. Um, and they go to Nancy's house first. Mm-hmm. And Nancy's mom is oblivious to what just fucking happened, kind of. Always. Which is good. Which is good. Because yeah. if they kill Nancy's mom, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> She's too hot to die, man. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they got some like shelter stuff, blankets, toys and shit. Um, they're loading up the van. They're loading up the... Um, station wagon yeah and this fucking van pulls up the surfer boy pizza mm-hmm. van pulls up and nancy's mom's like holy shit it's mike yeah and because when they remember when they're pulling into fucking indiana everyone's driving out yeah of hawkins and their mm-hmm. only car coming in that was rough to watch because it's like this town is gone yep and some are still stuck there somehow and because the way this, the way the fucking crevice happened is it's like a giant X in the middle of downtown, and I'm just thinking, how are people getting the fuck out of here? 
And there's certain, there's going to be certain corners that they're going to be fucked and not be able to leave. Yeah. Um, or they can do the Obi-Wan thing and just walk around the fence. <laughs> uh, and then we get the scene with Dustin at the shelter with Eddie's dad. Uncle. Uncle, yeah. Yeah. Might as well be his dad. Yeah. And that was just fucking rough to watch. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's talking about Eddie. The uncle knows Eddie in a certain way. Dustin knows Eddie in a certain way. And them just trying to relate. Mm-hmm. And... He has to tell Eddie's uncle that he died. Yeah. But he can't tell him how. And the whole town hates this motherfucker. Still. It's still going to be it's still hateful because obviously they think he's responsible for this because mm-hmm. some seven-year-old jackass has decided to have the right to speak <laughs> and didn't get his fucking arms blown off by a fucking gun. Um, but we see, you know, we get a little bit of levity mm-hmm. with Robin. Yeah, Robin Robin's finally gets to make talk it, to the Molly Ringwald girl. Yeah, yeah, making peanut butter, peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, yeah, because uh, that was, again, they pack in so much shit on this. Uh, when they're at the ammo store, mm-hmm. uh, you they, see her. And, well, she, she's about to, like, walk up and talk to her. Then you see her with, like, one of the jock guys. Yeah, and she mentions that she broke up with them yeah, at, the, at the shelter. Yeah, and Robin sees that, and she's just crushed. And then, yeah, she's like, yeah, I broke up with that dude. And she's like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> I got a shot. Uh huh. And then you just see them click immediately, and it's just like, yes. And so they're at the shelter. So Robin, Steve, and Dustin, and Nancy, or no, 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 Steve, Robin, and Dustin are still at the shelter. Yeah. Nancy, Mike, Will, L, and Jonathan, and Argyle go to the fucking cabin. Mm hmm. And then Joyce and hopper show up yeah murray's not with them i'm sure murray's being tortured in like a dark site because <laughs> he knows too much mm-hmm. uh, obviously they were able to get the fuck out of there because yuri and antov got the kind of had their little conversation yeah of you're supposed to be the man at smuggling you ain't nothing but shit to me <laughs> and that kind of gives him the drive to fix the helicopter so we're yeah we're assuming they're in canada or some shit I'm assuming they're in Canada because they're not welcome back in Russia after the shit they pulled. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they are enemies of the state. They are hunted. <laughs> and honestly, I was expecting a little bit more of an emotional moment when Hopper and L finally got to see each other again. I was expecting a more emotional moment for fucking Jonathan and Nancy. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so even like a complete, you know, parallel to, you know, the season three ending season three ending was very sad for the two of them because Jonathan's kind of walking around in his room. He's like, yep, my entire life packed up in a few boxes and Mm -hmm. outside. And, you know, Nancy's like, you know, well you can like stay in my, you know, cell, you know, in in the basement. He's like, Oh yeah, your dad will love that. You know? So it's like, they've got this sweet little moment. That's when she mentions the shared trauma thing. You know, I've got to see you again. You know, we, we, we're stuck together kind of shit. And then at the end of this season, as they're patching up the cabin, she's just like, "So how are things?" Yeah, they're just they're very odd and cold with mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, they're just dead in water. Mm-hmm. And you know, the whole group are together for like a minute, and then the kids see Lucas. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Max is pretty rough." Mm-hmm. And then we get the scene where. Ale, like touches her and says i can't there's nothing there yeah and that just fucked me up i'm just like god damn you dumb bitch <laughs> and i was just like in like my whole thing in my mind i'm like she'll let her die oh no she doesn't that's 
in my mind that's going to be a theory for next the next season but they all kind of go back to the house the uh the cabin yeah and we get this cool running shot of them on the side of the hill looking down at the town yeah and it was a cool shot because like it's devastated still the, smoking the, the clouds are getting thicker mm-hmm. oh because they well no they're all outside and they yeah. notice the basically the snowflakes and yeah. they're like ash no and, and even will's like no 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 and you see you know the town being terraformed into a version of the upside down yeah um and then it's done yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you, you're left with you're you know they answered a lot of stuff but they left you with more questions oh yeah which is how it should be spellbound so, yeah, yeah spellbound starts fucking playing like goddamn, what an ending oh hell yeah no so i will say that's the only negative side is like once it ended i was like wait no 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 don't end there <laughs> give me like five more minutes i want five more minutes <laughs> don't end it there no no, <laughs> no. And, and the reason i maybe kind of felt like that like in retrospect great ending fantastic ending mm-hmm. i think in the moment and it took me like 10 minutes to just be okay with it in the moment i was just like what that's how they're ending it because i heard and i don't know how they're going to do it they keep talking about it still that there's going to be a time jump mm. between this season and the next season i think the time jump will only be like a few months well they were saying the reason for the time jump was to um accommodate the actors growing yeah so they weren't going to have to work around it quite as hard well, the great thing about the actors this, this is kind of funny they're only about two years older than what they portray in the fucking story so they're fully fucking grown yeah they're not growing anymore yeah like, it's not like will's gonna get another foot you know what yeah, i'm saying he, he's, he's seven, but he's, all their faces are still going to change yeah their faces are going to change they're, you know some features are going to be a little more developed but yeah. i could see Millie Bobby Brown getting her hair back. <laughs> yeah. Which well, would be nice because well, it's like. Well, I was going to say, uh, the, the actress did not have to shave her head again yeah, for all those scenes. But, I thought that was. But still, can you, imagine, can you imagine trying to act with like a pound of fucking hair being set close to your fucking scalp? <laughs> well, when your acting is intense stares, mm-hmm. I think we're okay. Yeah. But still, it's just like, it, it just looks disgusting a little bit. <laughs> so, which i could see you going into the next season which we won't get to about 2024 maybe 2025 if the country still exists Uh, if we're not in our own upside down right um so what do you think so just in your opinion what are some things we might see in like a theory on your end since we've last watched um well so again a lot of my theories kind of got fucked because i was expecting there to be a time jump Mm-hmm. But considering how much the town is in ruins and you're already getting the the ash falling from the sky and, you know, taking over Hawkins, I can't imagine them doing too much of a time jump because it feels like they're racing against the clock now. I feel like it would be very out of character for the characters themselves to be stagnant for a while during a time jump. So if they're not going to be stagnant during a time jump, are we going to get a lot of previously on Stranger Things? You didn't see this on the screen, but this happened, this happened. I don't know. It just feels a little messy, and a lot of my theories kind of got thrown out the window with it. Mm. Because let's just say Elle really did, you know, snag Vecna, okay? And Max is in the coma, or, you know, not there. 
all of that works for time jumps. The only thing that doesn't work is the town being split straight down the middle like that. So I think if they had not done that, I think it would just it, they would be going down the track of it. They would time jump about maybe six, seven years later because the actors could easily play that mm. up. They all time jump to that. There's maybe a reason why Eleven doesn't look quite as old, but then it's like you know, Matt, Lucas is still by Max's side. Dustin's moved on. You know, the the other group are back in California and have been living there for a while. So now it's the true everyone is back separated and feeling weird. But then Vecna starts finding a way to come back through. It is mm. haunting Eleven, coming through Max and Lucas is noticing it and shit like that. And that has to boot rally, get everyone back together one last time. And that's when L dies in the process of killing the evil bad. Because I feel like once Eleven dies, the true evil dies. I feel like that's how it's going to end. It's like she created it. Thus, she has to die with it for it to truly die. So that's kind of where I was maybe expecting the next season to go. I just don't see them doing that much of a time jump because of the town. I think because they're so vague on what the fuck they're telling people mm. on the time jump. Two weeks. Two weeks. Like, so, like, they, like their vagueness of five people this dying. Is how, this, three of them were cops. This is how, this is how I think it's going to work. Open, in, open scene. The town's destroyed. Purely, it's blackened yeah. out, red lightning, everything blackened dun, dun, out. Boom, and we see a lot of people on the ground throughout the town, dead, uh, possessed. Well, no, yeah, maybe possessed, maybe not. I don't know. Demogorgon still running around. Um, and it's jumped to let's say six months. We see Dustin. Walking through the street with a gun. <laughs> Not like, like he's still wearing his Wolverine. I didn't even bother to say it. Wolverine, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so we recorded the first two episodes back to back, and it's like we almost recorded part three. It was like, ah, let's go ahead and call it for the night. And Chris was like, yeah, that's a good thing. It's just going to be a three hour episode of me yelling Wolverines the entire time. That's been the joke for the whole week yeah. between recording these episodes. He's just like, so, that's so all Dustin, I'm going to talk so about. So Dustin is literally dressed like Patrick Swayze from fucking Red Dawn. Yeah. Because he's like, this. he probably saw that movie and was like, Red Dawn, motherfucker. Wolverines. Oh, they, they name dropped Red Dawn a few yeah. times in the. And um, so what I think is going to be is it's going to be a shot of the town destroyed. Yeah. And we see the group meeting up. And then we maybe see some type of super demigorgon. And then it cuts back to six months earlier and them standing on the side of the hill. So now we know a beginning and end. How did they get from point A to point B? Some shows have done this and it's fantastic. A show, an example of this is the show Hannibal. The show was kind of going nowhere. They opened up season I think three with Hannibal Lecter fighting a cop, like fighting the head of the FBI. And then they cut back to six months earlier and you don't see that fight again until the series finale. And I'm just like, yeah, that's how I would do it. Uh, some theories I think are going to happen because you know there's a theory that we're going to see Eddie again. Yeah, I, w- I was saving that one because that's that's more of an yeah. online theory. Yeah. This was just my own personal so, headcanon theory. So my personal theory is at some point, I think they're going to kill Robin's friend, girlfriend. I think they might kill one of the parents, most likely Dustin's mom, and maybe Mike's dad. 
because he's. I such, see Mike's dad more, but I don't see him living. I don't see him surviving a folly. Why? Just the way he's written. He's written as cannon fodder for yeah, a, for but, a, for, a, for an intentional moment. It so, doesn't really feel like any of the parents are in danger, though. They are now. The town's gone. This is this is about the. This, yeah. This, oh this, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So like so, the town is fucked. Okay. I think it's going to be a showdown. I think they might bring Barb back, might bring Bob back, might bring Billy Hargrave back, and just one last fuck you, Jason back. Mmm. Okay. And then we're going to have a showdown. So we Robin facing off against her girl, Steve falling against Billy Hargrave, Lucas against Jason, Nancy against Barb. And some of these people are going to die. Oh, yeah. I would like to see Eddie be brought back just for like not that long because he died a hero and there's no reason to make him a villain. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go into the Eddie theory. So I, I fully believe Eddie is dead, dead. Like, <sighs> like he, he is gone. And if they decide to do the whole, you know, zombie returning the living dead type thing mm-hmm. with them, which would be cool. That'd be one last 80s reference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swish, done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, so there's a lot of things that kind of key it in. So during the D&D game, mm-hmm. uh, the very beginning of the series, uh, when he's uh, basically going down his whole thing, you know, and Lord Vecna is here. And they're like, no, I thought he died. He's like, yeah, you thought wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, I, I thought Cass killed him. Yeah. And he's like, but you're wrong. Vecna lives. Well, I'm not a D&D guy, but I read this post and I did back research just to make sure mm. it wasn't just one of those filled with a whole bunch of fallacies just to make a meme situation. Yeah. But apparently Cass in D&D was like Vecna's right-hand man that eventually turned on him. Mm. Um, he His... I forget, but like bats are associated with this character, uh, and and has like all the, and long hair, like even the visual archetype yeah. kind of matches with Eddie. And basically, what they're saying is that since he died, he could become one of Vecna's cursed people, like yeah. we see Billy in season three, mm-hmm. you know, possessing so many other people that his body could become possessed but then through becoming a villain through possession winds up running into someone like Dustin and that snaps him out of it and you've got a return of the Jedi moment Mm. where he turns around and helps give the final blow to Vecna I think that would be pretty interesting especially with it being the the idea of like what you were saying bring Billy back a little bit bring Barb back some bring Eddie back but all of a sudden the character that we've loved we now have to kind of not be rooting for because he's chasing our good guys yeah I see them bringing back uh, eight from Pittsburgh yeah I could see that because of probably she probably saw it on lot on the news about said online <laughs> but uh she, she saw yet. <laughs> she saw it on the news that Brenner's dead or that Brenner's dead or that Hawkins is fucked up I don't think she'd care about Hawkins. I well, think she would she'd care, care about, about Brenner. She would care about Elle, who lives in Hawkins. And her last note, like, when she leaves the group, I got to go back to Hawkins. That's all she knows. Yeah. She doesn't okay. even, she wouldn't have no idea of her being in California. Well, no, no, absolutely But, like, not. so I would like to see a more, maybe, like, a mature version of her. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who went a year and probably got her shit together 
and probably left that gang of dumbasses. Or maybe she brings one of them with her. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Make it a make it a fucking make a whole episode like the Warriors, where you got to get point A to point B, and that great works great with the town destroyed and turned into upside down. Boom. Where they're being chased by a gang of angry townspeople who know those kids are responsible still because that animosity is still going to be there, or a group of military people, and it's now mm-hmm. it's the story of the gang going from one part of the town to the other. Bring back uh, Dusty's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Maybe she finds Susie. a way. Susie finds a way to help him. And my prediction of deaths, like go. I was, I was about to ask about that. Uh, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, Lucas, uh, Will, and out of the main cast, those are the ones that I think are going to die. Our side characters, I think it'd be kind of fucked up, but Argyle, mm-hmm. uh, Murray. Uh, another mainstay, I could see Joyce dying. Mm. A lot of people are saying Hopper. I'm just like, it It wouldn't resonate as much if it was Joyce. Yeah, I see that. So Hopper, you know, Hopper's earned his right to stay. He's fought and he keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And Steve, you know, same kind of same thing with Steve. But imagine if that was the rallying point of like watching Steve die mm-hmm. in a f- big fight. Like make it a gangland fight. Make it the, the, the I don't want to say it out loud, but like the anchor man fight. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like all the news networks fighting each other. I'm just like make it that one last, and we get a clip of just like a clip of it or the beginning parts of it on the first episode, and them just trying to. Well, see, I, I've got two death predictions, okay. or like two scenarios rather. First scenario, I think that Eleven and Will are gonna die like those like those be the main two because 11 being the one that started it and will was the first one to become possessed in the town Mm -hmm. i think it's going to end up being a situation where the two of them have to take vecna down we haven't really seen will in an active attack role yet we've seen him as the scared victim even in season two he was the scared victim season three he bucks up a little bit and helps the crew defeat it season four he's right there in the thick of it Season five's maybe his time to actually pick up a weapon and fight back after all this time. And through that, the two of them die. Or if they want to get really fucked with this series, Vecna's going to grab Will and kill everyone in front of him. And I mean everyone. Mm. All the kids, Nancy, Jonathan, Steve, in-game style, just like one after the other. And basically he has to including joyce and will has to be the one to knock it out but now he's truly alone because mm. everything we talked about before what's the way to wrap it all up give him his wish he keeps saying he's alone yeah. let's really make him alone let's take his mom let's take his sister let's take all his friends i don't think because just because the demographic alone of the people who watch this show would not like that i don't think so either so, but but, 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 but cool. at the it's, same time I see, I, I see the fucking Duffer brothers sitting at their table. It's like, fuck it, yeah, we're gonna kill them all, kill them all, kill them all, except for Will. Make them watch, make them watch. I think, you know, we could, you know, ninety percent we're probably fucking wrong. Oh, absolutely. But and, and I know I'm way wrong love, on that last one. I but that was love, one of those sadistic. I, that was my Chris thought. I'm just like, God, don't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> even if I am wrong, even if I am wrong, I would love just to post post credit scene and i'm assuming they'll win but a post-credit scene of 
the boys just sitting around that would be a crossover oh f- homelander <laughs> i got this shit but no just just the main crew will lucas dustin mike ll sitting around a table their college age playing a game of D at their community college talking about hey man you remember when jonathan did this you remember when nancy hey remember when steve had that bat full of nails just reminiscing it style mm. and it not feel rushed yeah but it just like one last throw of the dice and hey man let's get out of here yep yeah classic go to and i think that would feel so so well done oh yeah at the end of it but hey 2024 is uh, <laughs> right around the corner <laughs> in, in weird ways it is this year has gone by so fucking fast but uh one last little theory bit we can have um so let's assume that none of the mainstays die okay let, let's work on that theory duffer brothers have confirmed that after season five they're not going to do any more stranger things episodes mm-hmm. or seasons but they will have spinoff series with people we know what do you think what would be your dream spinoff series again assuming all our mainstays live so let's have all our mainstay cards on the table what spinoff series would you like to see murray murray <laughs> just murray <laughs> just murray just murray like him just interacting with people who've had run-ins maybe mm-hmm. have him run into the gang of renters patients you know, maybe just having a run in with those. Maybe, hey, maybe he meets up with Antov one more time in one episode. You know, yeah. Just, he goes from California to Hawkins to back to Alaska for some fucking reason. I just whatever the fuck. Assuming that, uh, let, let's also just I'll, I'll play the card on. Let's go. They're not going to do horror, but it's maybe more like, like comedy. comedy. Yeah. Like, so if they're going to go comedy. I just want to see a buddy comedy of Robin and Steve having to get different jobs together. Yes. <laughs> because Robin got him the job in season three and she's just like, look at him. He's a total babe magnet. You mm. want babes coming in the video store? Mm. Oh, I, I like women. <laughs> uh, so they work at the video store now. I would love for them just to do a cutaway of KFC again. Mm. Because, like, that awkward scene with Nancy and Steve with uh, Barb's parents in season one. Yeah. He's like, how about that chicken, huh? That colonel, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just making this awkward as fuck. But, no, Stranger Things, uh, we, we were talking about this even the other day, and this is a good way to wrap it up. Bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> Bit odd, isn't it? Um, I don't think there's been a series since Game of Thrones that has encapsulated so many people and gotten so many people to not only binge watch it, but theorize and be so in tune with it. Mm -hmm. Marvel does it to an extent, but it's in their own little click. Star Wars does it kind of, but in their own little click, this reaches your grandma to your little sister. It's like the, everyone winds up because there's something in it for everyone. There, you know, for people that grew up in the 70s and 80s, oh, it's a fun little, you know, trip down memory lane. You know, this is how it felt like growing up. For folks like you and me, oh, this harkens back to the 80s horror movies we like mm-hmm. and it's got that certain vibe to it. And then, you know, folks today that don't even understand the references, all of a sudden, they're watching a horror movie thing that's not like all the ones they've seen recently, so it hits them different, and they're gravitating and attached to it. I think, so you're right, there's 
there's nothing like it right you know right now yeah but it's also the facilitation of the internet Mm -hmm. okay we got commentators we got people like us doing podcasts we got people youtubers doing breakdowns and stuff of this show if you had that type of audience and that type of way to do it sopranos oh yeah the sopranos oz um breaking bad to an extent because uh, Breaking Bad hit after, like right before the whole breakdown situation, and then they got all these post respect uh, uh, retrospectives. Um, King of the Hill. Well, so King of the Hill being like maybe the anomaly outside of um, Game of Thrones. I think the reason why the Stranger Things hits me a little bit different is everything else you listed were dramas, mm-hmm. crime shows, something that does have a bit of a wider reach. Like, you know, old quiet grandma down the road, 70 years old on a rocking chair. It's just like, oh, I watched that new Jeffrey Dahmer documentary. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, but, so that kind of stuff seems to have a much wider audience base to start I with. I think it does now, but back in the day it didn't. So you have you have the access. I don't know, man. You have access to content, which is through the fucking roof tent from 10 years ago but but you gotta think about like even south park commented on it the murder porn shows yeah but like that's always been around since right. the time of true crime but so those people that grew up with that are now grannies you know yeah. and shit like that so that's why i was saying like even in the mid 2000s when you know breaking bad and sopranos mm-hmm. all that was happening that was reaching an audience that was already used to true crime mm-hmm. stuff and have now grown older with it so now yeah. that's reached a wide demographic now with this horror and I hope it kind of always stays like this. Fingers crossed. Horror has always been the weird kid in the corner no one really wants to talk to. He's, he's constantly making new pieces of art, show, holding it up, and like two or three people point at it and go, that's cool, dude. Well, everyone else ignores it, and I'm cool with that. So it was just so surprising to me that a horror suspense thing really casts such a wide net. Horror, the genre of horror has always been B tier. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good the movie is. It could be Nightmare on Elm Street. It could be Friday the 13th. It can be redos, remakes, The Exorcist, whatever the fuck. People will treat horror as it should be, as a niche. Yeah. Okay. I know girls who I've been with and been around, they won't watch horror movies in their house because the Southern thing is it brings the devil in your house. That's a fucking belief, man. People my age still say that shit. Wow. And it is a niche thing. Stranger Things is able to do a multi-genre, which works. Game of Thrones is kind of multi-genre. It was a fantasy story, but it was also a drama. It was a thriller. And there were some fucking horror scenes in that fucking thing. Well, it's like even my even my mom, you know, she's not a horror fan. Like, mm-hmm. like when if you ask her like her favorite horror movies, she would say stuff like, "Oh, Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein, Night of the Living Dead, Psycho." You know, the like super old classics, which is what she raised me on. So she has an appreciation for the old horror, but she's not a blood and guts type moviegoer. And like even her first choice is not a horror movie she'd rather watch you know a crime drama or something like that Mm. or even something all even along the lines of like a marvel or star wars movie she can understand and sit through that as long as there's not gratuitous blood and guts where all of a sudden she's like texting me about stranger things going did you watch the new season yet i'm like just a minute mom i gotta watch it because stranger things holds back 
Mm-hmm. It is not. It is a nostalgia feeling of horror movies of years past. She uh, said the only thing that bugged her was seeing all the dead children. Yeah, like but that's a mom. But but even with that, any horror movie made before two thousand is less gory. Every fucking time, you're never going to see a movie before two thousand that is as gory as the lowest grossing horror movies now. And we talked about on our horror podcast the changing of what is horror universal all universal monsters are are an allegory for foreigners yeah and being scared of those things those people who came the fuck over here god mm-hmm. forbid they make it across the big water i mean especially frankenstein yeah, that was so, one of the biggest ones it's like someone that doesn't look like you or a, act like or you and you're treating him like a well, monster not just that he's pieces of another th- of all these other things mm-hmm. he's a combination he's an allegory for mass immigration so and science fiction how far will signs go? And Stranger Things does that too. They take real, real life things, real life things where you, uh, paranoia, conspiracy to an extent. Oh, conspiracy runs yeah. runs hard in this but series like, or this season, especially. Like, with all this, they've able to dumb it down into a night neat package. I imagine a lot of this was ran through producers, screenings, and stuff, and made a lot of post stuff, post changes and stuff. And I think that's why it's going to be so long before we get the last season. This is going to the last season will be production company stuff. Like they'll be making the last decision on this before us. Do you really think that? Well, or yes. production company being the Duffer Brothers? Well, being the executive producers, Netflix, if it still exists. Oh, Netflix CEO said, "I wish we had had another episode of this season." Like he said, if we could have dealt with one more episode of this season. I think that probably, right, he probably should have said, I wish I never said we might have ads. <laughs> I think right now the Duffer brothers are the Matt Groening of Fox. They're, they're the Matt and Trey Parker of South Park, of a uh, comedy. Central. I do have a prediction though. If uh, once, once stranger things is done, um, is over, the Duffer brothers will try to make something else and it won't, it'd be a shadow. Oh yeah. I mean, it just, won't be nothing close to stranger things, no, no matter how hard they try. But the, what I use that example for is like, Matt and Trey are basically allowed to do whatever the fuck they want with mm. South Park with very minimal at this point Comedy Central going, don't do that. They, they haven't done that in forever. You know, there for a while, you know, Matt Groening could have shot a guy in Fox Studios and they went, all right, have a good day. You know, it's like he owned that studio for a while. I think with all of these other shows that have just flopped and failed so hard on Netflix, I mean, we, Stranger Things fans crashed the system when Volume 2 came out. I think if the Duffer Brothers just handed them a fucking video of, like, Jonathan just, like, pulling his pants down and farting for four hours straight, they'd be like, we don't get it, but okay, cool, we're going to put it out there. I don't think they are are in any position to tell the Duffer Brothers how high to jump or what color their underwear needs to be. I, I, I do. <laughs> I do. The, the the artist in this day and age has no room to really do what the fuck they want to do. Uh, these guys are allowed to get away with it because Stranger Things was such a hit when the first season came out. Yeah. Because it just reminded you of a Steven Spielberg directed Stephen King movie. That's it. That's that's it. that's the best analogy I can come up with. Uh, the the nostalgia they built into it placates to my generation, the generation before. Uh, the fact that it's younger kids trying to fight to stay alive with some older kids appeals to Gen Z. So 
they are shotgun approaching demographics. And that's why a lot of the material on Netflix sucks. It is Big time. it is terrible. And other stuff like Amazon, the way they're doing it is just like, we'll make whatever the fuck. <laughs> you write a story, write a short story. We'll make it a fucking 10 part series. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, like, and Netflix being the pioneer that is streaming, it's, it's, this will be its last big hit. Oh yeah, but but through that, I but that's what I but to wrap back to I'm what saying we there's going to be a lot of post production stuff that's not going to be needed. That's what I'm basically I, saying. I, I, I think I think, think they're going to so. shoot they're going to shoot a shit ton of stuff and they're going to show it to like a select audience and they're going to give them some fucking cards to fill out and they're going to be like, <laughs> no, kill that motherfucker. Or so, so you think it's going to be a season made by committee? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think I think, it, I, think I, I totally agree. Like. That's just how it's been going lately with a lot of shows, especially really good shows. But it hadn't happened with this. Not yet. I, I don't think they're going to do it with the last season. I, hope, I, th- I, hope I think I'm, if they were going to do dude, it, they would have done it with this season. I totally hope I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. I totally do. I hope the Duffer Brothers came out there with a director's cut <laughs> of fucking Stranger <laughs> Things that answers a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. I'd buy that whole series DVD. I mean, do I think that you know they're going to production companies slash Netflix will have a hand in editing? Yes. Sure. Absolutely. But I don't think it's going to be showing it to folks and having them script it down. I I wholeheartedly believe that Duffer Brothers have had an image in their head since season two of how they want this show to go, and that you think here's a weird question: you think you think the Netflix will be around long enough to show the last season? Honestly, I think the fan base is going to keep Netflix afloat just long enough. <laughs> they, they were still they, they're still losing subscribers during the time this series was being run. Like season four was going to be their flagship, and it, it still lost a shit ton of people. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they might have a chance to pull it out their ass, mainly mm. because. I mean, completely separate. Instagram tried implementing a new feature over this week, and like it got huge amounts of backlash and like unsubscribers and all this shit, and they reversed it quickly. So I don't know. I think if because Netflix has not fully implemented their changes yet, mm-hmm. people are jumping ship in preparation of the changes. I think there's a chance for them to still slip out of it and seem like the good guys and say they just decided not to do it. I think that might happen. Hmm. But who knows? If you know, I, I, I see Amazon scooping it up immediately. Ooh, a fight between Amazon and Disney? I, I think this is too crazy for Disney. Nothing's Maybe too, Hulu. Nothing's too crazy for the mouse. They're about to lose Mickey, man. <laughs> I think Hulu might snag it up. That's Disney. Under, well, that's why I was saying under, if you're saying Disney, I think it would go Hulu. I don't think they would put it on Disney+. Plus. That's way too intense for Disney+. Plus. At least in my book. We can't wait for Disney and Google and Amazon to be the only thing left. <laughs> and when that happens, I'm sure we'll do an episode of it. $25 right a here. month. $25 a month for Disney Plus. What do you get? ESPN, Hulu, CBS, ABC, NBC. It's Fuck. cable. It's cable. <laughs> they just made it cheaper. And now I can order like shit on top of it. <laughs> and I'm sure if that ever comes to be, we'll be right here around this couch doing another episode of The Couch Potatoes on it. But for this episode, wrapping up stranger things for a good while i'm alex and chris do you have any sort of final thoughts after nearly two hours of recording only two episode review the darkest the darkest fucking opener they could do is max coming alive and killing lucas